0: Hey, everyone, and welcome back to the Tagalong Podcast. Before we start the episode, a few housekeeping items. Uh, we need your help to keep this show growing. So if you like what you hear, if you could take a quick minute to subscribe to the show, give us a review, uh, we would really appreciate that support. We are also launching a new running event this fall with pro runner Jordan Hase. So please check that out on our website if you are interested in training for a 5,000 meter race leading into Thanksgiving week. All right. Today's guest is a great all-around athlete who has become a pillar in the Austin cycling community and has a fantastic story. Please welcome Grant Rogers. All right, <clears throat> welcome back everyone to another episode of the Tagalong Podcast. My name is Nick Karwaski. We've got our co-host Scott Delvecchio today uh, and a very interesting guest as this is one that uh, is much more from the Scott Del Vecchio world and I don't know much about so I'm very eager to talk with Grant Rogers, uh, who is an elite athlete and entrepreneur. Uh, he started swimming competitively at age seven, won the Kansas High School state championships in the 100 yard backstroke his freshman year. Uh, won Kansas high school state championship in the 200 individual medley junior and senior swim, and then swam collegiately at division one at the University of Texas from 2011 to 2015, um, where his team won the national championship in that senior year, 2015. Uh, He then transitioned to Ironman and competed in Ironman uh, 140.6 and 70.3s. He transitioned to only the bike, Uh, which we'll get into a bit later in 2021 and had his first full season of racing in 2022 and won the lago vista uh three quarters and tulsa tough four um he started something called the breakfast club with three friends in 2020 to go against the traditional cycling group uh in the ride norms So having grown that club from a four-person weekly ride to over 500-person monthly ride with police escorts in four different places and distance, it's a very impressive group. Grant, that was a mouthful. I apologize, but you've done a lot. So thank you so much for being here.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me. Stuck to be here.
0: Um, So there's so much to dive in there, but uh, right off the bat, you know, tell us a little bit about your background, how you ended up in sports, swimming, what kind of that that part of your life was and meant to you
1: yeah i was always active growing up and from a young age would like try a bunch of different sports i grew up in kansas and did all of them you know soccer um basketball running nothing ever clicked um until like when i was like what if we just put you in a pool during summer league one time and i hopped in the water and like everything just came together and I pretty much just focused on swimming from age seven up until you know my senior year of college when I graduated um, from the University of Texas. So swimming was like what I was raised on, you know, early morning five a.m. pool practices, to afternoon practices, and that just kind of made me fall in love with sport, like in a in a unique way for just being heavily involved in that for years and years and years. And then um, tra- kind of transitioning that after I graduated from college. I was like, well, what do I do now? You know, I've swam my entire life every single day is focused on one thing and one goal. And it's like, what do I do now? So kind of built that into some triathlon stuff because, you know, being a swimmer, it's like, well, I can swim. You know, I've done this my whole life. Like what also involves swimming, so there's some triathlon and that just made me fall in love with riding a bike. Um, like I kind of mission, couldn't really run the best. So then I just was like, well, really, I've seen my whole life. I just like the bikes so now I only bike. So that's kind of been my, my growth and my and my love for different disciplines.
0: That's cool. That's awesome. I think like triathlon gives you that that mix of disciplines. And then, you know, it's common, I feel like with a lot of people, especially when you start doing those longer races to be like, know what i did this one sport for a while not going to do that anymore i don't like doing this other discipline i'm just gonna focus on this on this one and uh it's funny swimming when i first started competing in triathlon and like had grown up swimming but nothing competitively it was whenever i ran cross country or track and field like you go on these runs and you're talking it's a very social thing and i've always found swimming and swimmers you have a very short I mean you obviously have like the the locker room the time before practice but when you're in the workout you have sometimes 10 seconds or less to converse with your teammates guys who are pushing you and it's like those one little or three little liners that um you know in between putting your head down getting your breath you say things to each other and so going from that to cycling where it's you know very similar to cross culture yeah. where you yeah. get to talk literally next to someone and pacing line and working together and you know telling people pointing things out uh, on the road or cars or potholes like was that a, a unique change being able to be far more social in this sport
1: that's that's very well said yeah um it's been it's been a huge change i think it's made me appreciate sport even more because like you said, like being a swimmer, like many people say, like swimming is an individual sport and I believe it's a team sport, but it very much is an individual approach to a team sport because like you're, you have your mind and you have a black line oftentimes when you're swimming, it's right. And you're just like, it's yourself and like what in your thoughts. And then you're like working through that, staring at a black line and like you do, you know, in between training sets, like can hang out and chat and like build camaraderie in the pool, but like really you're kind of on your own in a sense, and especially racing is the same way. It's like, you're like racing against people, but you're in your own mind. So I think that's like kind of the more unique, um, aspects of swimming. And then like, now all I do is just spend hours on a bike, talking to people while I'm exercising, right? It's like, it's been such a change, but what'd you say?
2: I say complete opposite.
1: Yeah. the complete opposite, which is why it's like, it's made me appreciate the power of like sport and like building relationships and community and friendships and stuff like that, because like sport is like an active discipline, but like, it's also a way to like get to know people and meet people and build that team, that like camaraderie. And it's like, you do that in such different ways, like from swimming and now cycling. So,
2: yeah, it's such a, it's, you don't figure that out until you're older and you don't have the, the, the box that, being a child or being a young adult provides being on these teams and everything's set up for you and whatnot. And then once you yeah. come out like high school or college sports, you tend to, um, be on your own and now you have to reform that little box and, and how, and how you use a uh, sport is a is a different language. Um, mm. really cool. So my wife went to UT around the same time, uh, you were at UT and, uh, I wanted to hear a little bit about your experience. Obviously you got recruited, uh, Mm. throughout the Midwest, the the South. Um, yeah. What was the, the team like? What was your experience? Uh, was it a positive or negative experience and, and how did you feel coming out of it?
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's a great question. Um, yeah, I took some recruiting trips to different teams, trying to figure I wanted to swim in college. And I had some opportunities, you know, I was a very strong swimmer leaving Kansas. I mean, Kansas is not a huge swimming state. So it's like, you know, it's like I had that like going for me, but like outside of Kansas, it's like, if if I wanted to swim somewhere big, I was gonna be like a small fish in a big pond, right? Where it's like, I'm used to being like the main person in Kansas. And so I was like, I could go somewhere and kind of be at that top level on a team, or I could go somewhere, and kind of learn from the best and kind of not be that big person anymore. And so I chose to swim in Texas for that reason. And so it was at the time, the best collegiate swimming program in the country, and it still is. And I went there and swam amongst Olympians, one of the best head coaches in the world, um, any sport, Um, Eddie Reese is amazing. And it was like very much a, an opportunity for me to like learn about myself and really like challenge myself athletically. And it was amazing. It was really, really hard. It was four years of just like constant work. Right. And it's like falling asleep in classes because you're working so hard every single day. Um, and looking back on it, it's like, wow, I don't even know how I did that and managed to like get grades. Right. Um, but it's like, it was very challenging. And I think that like having that almost like peak in the sport where it's like swimming at that top collegiate level was like gave me a whole new appreciation for everything I'd done leading up to that. And so it was really nice to see, you know, like all the small like club teams I went through and all the dynamics there, like come together to like a team dynamic at like a collegiate top, like national level. And so that was really rewarding. And I look back on it and I'm like, wow, it was so hard, but every second was so worth it because like, it has truly allowed me to like have new perspective and like succeed and like, so many areas of life now so it was amazing
0: grant do you think a big element like i don't i don't know too much about uh collegiate swimming as far as like who was winning in the early 2000s and then your freshman year how the team was doing but do you did you it was the only time that you guys won your senior year in 2015.
1: yeah so they actually it's a texas won a national title the year before I came in as a freshman. And I actually went and watched that meet. It was at the University of Minnesota where like, I almost went, I almost went to the University of Minnesota. And I went and watched that and I was like, oh, this is amazing. You know, like I'm gonna be a part of this, this winning like amazing culture. And I come in and like, it was like three years of of not winning a national title. And it's like, it was like kind of like, you know, is this gonna happen? And it finally did all come together. But like seeing that like top level, like, the challenges there as well like was really cool and so yeah it was like um to come in on that win and then like have like my class have to work every single year to then bring that back it, it showed that like it you do have to earn it right it's not just like giving was, so
0: was it a combination of seniors leaving really talented people leaving in just a natural part of that kind of cycle collegiate cycle or yeah. was it other uh people in the conference other schools in the conference just getting really good or what what exactly led to that you know four years later you guys taking home the championship again
1: that's a great question i mean i feel like yeah there is obviously that like moving on of talent and new talent and new dynamics and stuff but a lot of it was like i think like the culture just like clicked our senior year right and like we had then like had like our entirety of four years of like building our own culture as a class and then like We're having underclassmen underneath us and like for some reason it just clicked that year for everyone and so i think that like you know we did get better everyone got better every single year but like it wasn't everyone else was also getting better right so it's like it wasn't technically like the skill that made that win i think it was truly like more the culture and the approach to the team and then the dynamics that just everything kind of worked out that's
0: cool do um you got into triathlons, we briefly talked a little bit about that. Like, what was that just something that had always been an itch you wanted to scratch? Or like, what what made you I mean, I did sprint and Olympic stuff. And like, you know, I, I use the example of I'd much rather get punched in the face than like tapped on my forehead for multiple <laughs> hours on end you jump straight to 7.3 is 140.6. Yeah. Like, yeah. What, you just knew that you were an endurance guy. That's what you wanted to do or or walk. Yeah.
1: I, I had, you know, just the bucket list goal of doing an Ironman at some point in my life. And when I was done swimming, I'm like, I will arguably never be in this shape ever again. You know, it's like I have swam my whole life. Like I will never be in this kind of shape. And I had this gap year where it's like I was getting a master's at Texas before I had to actually work. And I was like, I have a year to do this. I'm just gonna jump in and see if I can do it. And like I've, you know, since age seven, been able to stare at a black line and like be in my own mind. I'm like, I can mentally be out there for a while. I know I can do it. It's just like I had to build up the other discipline. So I bought a, a entry level road bike and I started running and swimmers trying to run after not running your whole life is not, not pretty. So it's, you know, it's like, I couldn't really build up my run at all. I got up to like a long run, which was very long for me of like 12 miles. And I'm like, I don't know how the hell I'm going to run a marathon, after yeah. a marathon. So like, like my longest run, the run before run the event, after event went, you do
0: all that that all of, that awesome. swimming, yeah. all of the biking. Oh road, yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm not saying it was pretty, but within a year of graduating swimming, I did do an Ironman and I completed it. So <laughs> yeah,
2: that's, impressive. um, so you and I have met through cycling uh, a couple of races yeah. out here in West Texas. Um, what made you choose to ride the bike only? And then what got you started with breakfast club? Like what was, what was the, the sit down that all of you were like, Hey, let's just do this. Let's put this together. Yeah. And see here it goes. Like w- tell us a little bit about your entry into cycling and, and then how you guys built that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, so that year that I I did that Ironman, I had moved out to California. I uh, lived in San Francisco for three years, left Austin, I was riding a bike in the hills, you know, and all along the coast of California. It was very much like solo riding. I did a couple other like seventy point three Ironmans out there, just kind of training, riding alone, doing that endurance sport. And then I like really kind of missed Austin, so I moved back. And I was like, I still had plans to continue with that triathlon stuff, but quickly like started riding with other people for the first time. Cause like San Francisco, I had a friend or two that we would ride in, but it was never like a big community thing for me. I just fell in love with like the discipline of riding a bike. And then I moved back to Austin and had like people to do it with. And I'm like, oh, this is so awesome. Like there's so much more to riding a bike than just like yourself and like climbing Hills and I'm like, not talking to anyone. Right. It's like, there's actually so much more to it. So fell in love with that and just started doing it more and more and more and found that. Um, the cycling scene in Austin is very unique where it's like, it was very race focused and very like race team. And like, if you're not on a team, there weren't a lot of outlets to ride with people. So like I had one of my buddies that I lived with for five years at Texas, we were teammates and swam together. He's also into riding bikes. We started riding together and met two others. Um, so his name was Jake and we met two guys named Matt and Justin. It was like the four of us just riding, um, kind of having that like camaraderie and we just ride some two hours on a Saturday morning some hills and then eat and eat breakfast and hang out. like jokingly would call ourselves the Breakfast Club because it's like we really just kind of rode to like hang out. And like that was really like the outlet. And then we like in word of mouth would invite people and like within a month had like this went from like four of us to like 15, 20 people. It's like, oh, this is so cool. Other people want to do this. Like, what if we just put a cool brand behind it, put it on Instagram and invited anyone where it wasn't like just word of mouth friends. It's like, does anyone want to come do this? And within a couple of months we had hit like 70 people and it was just like exploding. So that was kind of like the start of it. And like quickly just found that instead of balancing like swimming and running while also having this amazing growing community focused on riding bikes, I was like, that's just taking like swimming and running is taking time away from me, like spending more time with people on a bike. And so that's why I'm like, all I really want to do is like ride with people. So that's why that's all I do now.
2: <laughs> yeah, and, I, and I think that you did like, you guys did a really good job at like what we we're talking about earlier, which is like, how do you speak sports after college or after high school? And mm-hmm. how, what does it mean for you? Yeah, And like, I've been to a pop-up, which isn't, which was still, you know, a hundred people, which is it's crazy. crazy. Uh, and not you not not an actual organized thing, but every time yeah. I see you guys come up with like those huge rides, like it's so well curated. there's an actual map and there's a <clears throat> GPS route, and yeah. there are, um there's scratch that's hanging out there and you know yeah. specializes helping you. So it's really cool to that you didn't go through the I'm a pro now let me build this, but the other yeah. way, like from the beneath part where it's like, hey yep. it, I'm, I'm providing a solution for something that I wanted. And now it's grown into so, something really huge because yeah. now I can do that. Um,
0: and it's, yeah. do you feel like, oh, sorry, sorry. I, I was just saying it's, it's obviously fun. Like it's it's <laughs> yeah. more fun to ride with someone, especially in a group setting. Like that's why you do sport. I feel like that's why I did sport mm-hmm. Two, It's safer especially cycling to be in a bigger group like i remember doing some big rides Absolutely. in los angeles along the pch like you try to do that ride by yourself and you're getting things thrown at you yeah. people honking but like you have a group that size anything over six people like cars are moving out of your way to do that yeah. and Absolutely. lastly it's a better workout like the, just yesterday i was kind of right i was trying to average for this 10 mile ride Short ride, uh, just commuting, and was like I just want to average over twenty miles an hour. Then this guy on a scooter came in front of me, and I was like, "Oh, just get on his wheel, his whatever." And it was averaging twenty three, and it was just like more fun, safer, and significantly better workout. Like those are the three things you nail by creating that all organically. So, and I
2: think there's there's also the aspect of Austin's a really cool town when it comes to pro athletes, and I think there's a couple really good you know i would say more like domestic pros but there's also you know a couple world tour guys that will show up and like the yeah. opportunity for somebody to be on the bike for the first time and be riding next yeah. to like Los of or something like that is like awesome right i think that's one of the that's one of the core things that we do at tagalong is like mm-hmm. enable that connection with people yeah. who are you know, even if they, he's able to like be behind you or that pro is behind you and saying, Hey, yeah. don't hit the brakes, you know, or yeah. whatever it is. Like, I think that those are huge <clears throat> bonus points, uh um, that you would normally not find if you were writing by yourself or with a couple other people. Totally. Um, totally, Yeah. You probably I guess my...
0: a lot, from uh, you know, going to a school, uh, you know, where you are training with, olympians with international top people and you're just like picking up notes here and there from how they yeah. are you know they're poised they're they're you know how they handle themselves and picking up these little things and then obviously helping lead the team to a championship and so it's its interesting to think about like taking that social side of it and the little yeah. cues that go that's you know, yeah unwritten to now how you've kind of recreated in a totally different sport uh, that's true than yeah even otherwise so
1: that's good perspective yeah it's truly like even like You know you don't necessarily like breakfast club isn't like a thing you go to and like people are telling everyone what to do or like you're like learning it's like you're just kind of by being around people and like kind of like people lead by example you know like lawson credit shows up and rides how he rides and people kind of follow suit and you know it's like so it's kind of like you're learning from others even though you're not even realizing that you're doing it and that's why like breakfast club has grown so much and like the amazing thing is is now it's a huge group but like through those times, it's like, we've just gotten better and better and better because like people are getting more comfortable writing with other people. People learn like writing style. So it's kind of like bringing everyone together at the same time. So it's been kind of unique to see that.
2: Before, before we, we wrap up with like our little rapid fire set of questions. Mm -hmm. Um, obviously we just, at the beginning, we talked about you racing. So finally getting, obviously taking care of the social aspect, but saying, okay, yeah. like, I feel pretty confident in, in racing and going up in, in categories. Um, tell us a little bit about what you're planning on doing with that and yeah. your endeavors are.
1: Definitely. Yeah. I mean, I had had like a very competitive, like race focused, like life up until the end of college. And it's like, I'm chasing results. Right. And like I almost kind of like love that then also like fell out of love with that and so like for a long time i was like i didn't want to coach i didn't want to like race for results i just wanted to like challenge myself and like do that and like i never really wanted to race bikes because like i didn't want to like feel like i needed to get results or anything like that so like i wanted to like do the more like social side of riding with breakfast club and like focus my energy there well now it's like i've grown such a whole new appreciation for the sport of riding that it's like I race now for like just fun and like enjoyment and like to be out there with other people that are also challenging themselves. And like, if the results come, that's awesome. Right. Like, I'm not out there to like chase that. So I, I definitely want to continue like growing my like race schedule next year and like doing more, but just truly because like, it is so fun to get out there. And it's like, unlike swimming where like I'm in a lane by myself and like the harder you go, the faster you go. It's like, you can be the strongest cyclist out there and take last place because like you have no idea how to like maneuver around or whatever. You know, it's like it's like playing cards and it's like sure. it's very much like a like strategy and a physical component to it and that has like really open mass like whoa. Riding offers so much for anyone, and it's like you can go to Breakfast Club and like ride with someone on flat pedals and cruise, or you can like hop in a race and like challenge yourself mentally and physically at the same time, and it's like a really cool outlet. So next year, I definitely want to keep traveling and do some some big races around um the country. But also, like Austin has so much to offer with like the driveway Series, and like you can literally race every single Thursday in Austin and just like get out there and like have that challenge. So I definitely want to lean more into that next year.
0: Cool. That's awesome. And if um. If there's people in the Austin area that want to join the Breakfast Club, what what are the, like the, the basic steps to do so, or just show up, or how does that work?
1: Yeah, literally anyone is welcome and just show up. And the way we do that is through Instagram and Strava, and we you know have just leaned like very heavily into like the amazing like storytelling of it. And so like we post cool photos and like everything. All the rides we announce are on Instagram, then we mirror those announcement on Strava. So. Breakfast Club ATX is the Instagram and it's also the Strava club and so if you join those two things like you're in tune with everything that we do. So
0: that's awesome. That's so cool. It's such a great story. I love the the connection between you know swimming, taking it all in, starting it here, doing it for fun, still mm-hmm. competing. Um so thank you. Thank you very much for for sharing all that. We have this final yeah. section that Scott was talking about that we do at the end of our podcast that is basically like this rapid fire, just quick questions, no wrong answers, whatever comes to your head. So um, what is your go-to snack?
1: Oh, I would have to say, um, uh, peanut butter and a banana sandwich.
2: Nice. Very endurance athlete. Um, (laughs) do you have a secret hobby or interest that people don't really know about you?
1: Um, I love like not, professional photography but like just really cool iphone photography so i love like going around and like using writing as an outlet for taking cool photos
0: cool um what was the last hard workout that you did
1: well the last hard workout that i did
0: honestly i
1: haven't done a proper workout since like i was swimming in college so i was like you know never putting myself to that limit ever again i've done some workouts on the bike but honestly yeah. the last hard workout i did was probably my senior year of college swimming in the pool at the university of texas
0: yeah and what was that do Ma- you maybe yeah.
1: what'd you say
0: go for it nick Sit. what what was that workout do you remember like the bruise yeah sprint. we
1: would we would do this this set where it was like you would start out with like a 200 and you would do two 100s and then you would do 450s. So it's like kind of like the 200 distance broken out into like, it's the full 200. It's broken up into 200s, broken up into 450s. And we just roll through that. And like your 200, you, the effort would get faster and the rest intervals would get shorter. And I will never forget that workout because we would all feel like we needed to puke afterwards.
0: You're like <laughs> touching the wall and going on the next oh, one. Oh yeah,
1: yeah. Those like two second encounters where you're not talking, you're just gasping yeah. for air. Yeah,
0: <laughs> exactly. little Those exchanges of eye glances at the guy in the yeah. next yeah. So, yeah. so much is said in that little glance. So,
2: yeah. Isn't it yep. nice to be able to take like every breath whenever you want? Um, yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if, if you could tag along with any athlete dead or alive, who who would you pick?
1: Oh, that is a great question. Um it might have to be like going back to my swimming days. Um I would say I idolized in like Mark Spitz, and he was kind of like the pioneer of swimming. And I think mm-hmm. that like just his approach to like, you know, he raced with a mustache and was like seemingly this very cool dude. I love that kind of like, you are very elite, but also you're like, you're human and you have like this like cool air batch. you. So I'd have to go back Did
0: to- he, Was it's he fun. the first person that started wearing goggles? Yes,
1: they would race without goggles. And yeah, he, he raced without goggles. Finally <laughs> raced with, yeah, it's like, you know, those days it's like, yeah. oh, that's <laughs> yeah. He didn't give a crap, yeah.
2: Well, yeah. <laughs> That's a, good yeah. pick. that's a good pick I don't think <laughs> that one
0: um yeah. last one what's like your favorite quote or advice or something that you've heard that you kind of like live by or just just kind of sits in the back of your head
1: yeah um i don't know if it's like an exact quote but it's just the idea of like like power in numbers right and like power comes from like what you said like safety write with people it's safer on the road also like you're better together and i think that like breakfast club tries to like embody that so just like Power and numbers and like being around other people. And I try to do that at all at all times of the day. Um, you know, because like being alone, like it's nice every now and then, but like connection is huge and like building those friendships and relationships is awesome. So that's kind of what well, I live we're by.
0: Certainly living by that. Um, yeah, Grant, thank you so much for, for stopping oh. by and chatting with us. Um, stay stay warm up there in Milwaukee right now for that event. Yeah. Uh, appreciate it. Wish you the best this season. We'll have to do it again and see what the the last hardest Love workout him. on the bike will be. <laughs>
1: yeah, maybe I'll start doing those again, who knows.
0: <laughs> Thanks, Grant.
1: Yeah, yeah.